Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Welcome to Zone Time, everybody. I'm Julian. Omar's here. Avery's here. Sam is here. The second round of the playoffs have begun. Omar gets to flash the Toronto Maple Leaf sweater. For the first time in the history of this show, uh, this uh, episode is at a time where the Leafs are in the second round of the playoffs. Congratulations, buddy. Your team finally did it. They didn't let you down. I got to tell you, and... Like I, I tweeted this like the um after the give game, him his space people just place. just like, just let I, him cook for a couple moments. I I I broke down completely because as much I was taught I I I think I was like trying to hype myself up a little bit because when they lost game five, I honest I honestly thought it was over. I was waiting for it. I went to overtime. I was waiting for I was waiting for Stamkos or like Kucherov was like so quiet. I was waiting for this, the, the stupid freaking goal. And then it goes to game seven, they lost and, and it didn't happen. And like, even now it doesn't feel re- like real. Like it's so weird. Like with, with everything that's happened in the, in the league, the Leafs still being in it, like opening up the NHL app and looking at the schedule and like seeing the Leafs there it, it, it is wild. It's crazy. Like I wore this, this hoodie when they won, I will continue to wear it every single playoff game. It's just it, it's it's crazy. And I have you I taken walked... it off? Oh yeah, of course. You know, I mean, I don't things. know. Maybe you like sleep in the thing and you haven't taken it off for <laughs> good luck. I don't know. Yeah, I do want to walk something something back though. Uh, I did say that I'm satisfied with with one round. Just get just get in. I'm fine with certain events. Oh, I, I've changed my tune. You changed your mind. I, I, I walk oh. it back, and I'll, and I'll explain why. I'll explain why because a certain a certain team leafed. By the a way, a certain team leafed. By the way, everyone in this episode right now has some reason to be happy about how that first round went. I know. Uh, my predictions probably came out the worst. We'll get to more predictions later. <laughs> I, pro- I think yeah. I got the most wrong of everybody, <laughs> but but. But ahead of game seven with the Bruins and the Panthers, I did say, uh, when compared to my other compatriots at the athletic, I was the only one who said the Panthers are going to win game seven. And I got that right. I got that right. Hey, take that finger off of your palm. I am not backsliding into that. Give me my win. I got that right. I got that right. I was also happy too, because the Bruins are, are, are are done. And and of course, of all people to call that uh, series winner too, John Shorthouse, who calls games for the Canucks, that must have felt really good. Shorty and Cheech. Shorty and Cheech. Mm. Except I don't know if Cheech was on that game seven broadcast. It might've been someone else, but Shorty was definitely there. But Shorty and Cheech. I thought they were doing all the playoff games. It was, yeah. I thought they were too. Yeah. Just his voice sounded different. I don't know. It wasn't paying that much attention. Because he's no longer calling Canucks games. It's very weird. In any <laughs> case, in any case, yes, that's true. Uh, Shorty and Cheech, great duo. Uh, they've done such great work. We have to mention, though, you know, uh, of all the predictions to be made in that first round, probably go. the most outlandish of all of them was the fact that the Seattle Kraken would beat the Colorado Avalanche. Only one man was brave enough to do this, and it was Avery Lewis McDougal, and he's here. Avery, congratulations. You have your moment to gloat in front of the internet, in front of us, and celebrate <laughs> this prediction do what you need to do mr avery guan avery Guan, as we would say guan avery guan now guan i i looked 
in my crystal ball and it showed me Seattle knocking off Colorado. It showed it showed great games from Oliver Borkstrand. It showed it's a Kraken team stepping up and winning in Denver. It showed me the Kraken scoring the first goal of the game in every game in this series. Again, if you've not been paying attention, this is a shock to you. If you watch Kraken hockey all year long, you are not surprised at what one of the well-balanced teams in all of the NHL did. I called Talon 7 on this show, on third intermission, on other mm. platforms, and I stood mm. by it all 10 toes down. It's not a shock to me. Congrats, Seattle. You deserve this win. Go ahead and celebrate in Seattle. Go enjoy yourself. <laughs> I, I have questions about that crystal ball. Uh, mm. Can it predict any of our futures? Does it have a, is there, can you, can it tell us who the Stanley Cup champion will be? We might as well take advantage of this power while we have it. No kidding. Not quite yet. We know it's going to, you know, it's going to tell me. Not quite yet. Not quite. What? Go, go, go. It will soon. It will soon. Mm. Go, it goes round by round. BS is this. It's it goes round by round. With that first round. But did not, the crystal not, ball not tell what my life's going to be like in five years. Did the crystal ball tell you that Philip Grubauer would just like morph into a different person? You bet it did. Oh, I don't know who the heck that was. I, 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 I was like, was watching that game. I was like, like he made a sick save on McKinnon. I was like, wait, is this the same one? Is this yep. the, same, the same person? I was like, okay. if that version of Philip Grubauer had showed up two years ago, the Avs would have been back to back Stanley Cup champions. Yeah, that's Little. true. Probably. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Shout out Seattle, man. They yeah. they did it. What if they upset the Dallas Stars? Would it be an upset in this case? I don't think that would be an upset. No, I don't think so. I think at this point, it's just like... Do you know what the worst thing about that game was? What? Thinking about this. The offside call, calling mm. back the goal, mm. and just knowing that the reason <laughs> that rule exists is because of that stupid Matt Duchesne goal Yo. for the Avs. Like, it's gone full circle. Yep. Like they caused this rule. And it is like, you know, I laugh at Matt Duchesne all the time because I'm like, he wanted to go play in the playoffs. And he directly <laughs> caused them to build a team that won the Stanley Cup. But now he has uh, also pretty directly caused them to exit. Yeah. He gets to play in Nashville now. He, he That's where he wanted to be, right? Yay! Yeah, he got what he wanted. Yeah, yeah, for sure. How's his yeah. hand doing? <laughs> yeah, his hand. Oh, yeah, because he lost the uh, Bibbis finger. Like that's. Oh that. yeah! Oh, jeez. Okay. Yeah, not too much to joke about that with that one. Yeah, you can keep all your digits. Um, I have a question though. So I know you know people want more leaf stuff. Uh, Omar has his his show uh, for that, uh, and, and a good look at the Florida Panthers series too coming up which I still can't believe we're at a time we're going to see a Leafs Panther series, but guys, the Boston Bruins, the greatest regular season team of all time. Leafed. Done. Leafed. They leafed. leafed. They did. They had a three, one series lead. They, they were a Brad Marshall breakaway from, from, from sending the Panthers home early. Julian, 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 and, Julian, 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 Julian McKenzie. You need, you need to stop underselling this. Okay. We need to talk. I'm about, not underselling we, this for all. No, no we, we I'm need, not underselling this discuss, at all. We need to discuss the impact of this for, for, for people who are listening. You, you need to understand not only this is, is this an upset? This is the greatest upset in NHL history. Why? I think it is. There I think there are people a, who are saying there's something the seventies and all that. This is the greatest upset I've ever seen. 43 point difference. Come on. In the teams. It was a t- the, the the Boston Bruins had the lead. They blew the lead with fifty nine point three seconds left, and in then lost seven. in overtime. I don't want. It's worse than twenty nineteen sweep Tampa. I like it's it's worse. It is. It's like because like like that Tampa team didn't win a single game for sure, but like bought they Boston. The poetic, the poetic justice. Because <laughs> I'm gonna say because because listen to me, I'm gonna say the same poetic thing, justice. He the says. same thing that I said about the Leafs when we blew the three-one lead to the Montreal. They just needed to win one game, and they couldn't do it. The coach played a goalie who was hurt. 
Why? I don't get why you do that. Why? Linus Allmark hadn't played more than four consecutive starts this season at a time. He was hurt. And and it's not just, oh, like one of those hidden injuries. We all knew he was hurt. Why the did man got lit him? up for seven? The, that that oh, game five and six, that was weird, man. I don't get it. Like, come on. Like, yeah, and a lot of people were saying, like, oh, well, that, well, that's what happens when you take a when you take a, a, a goalie that had success in a tandem and then put them like no 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 no. The man was hurt and they went and hurt. what did we and he was hurt. So like you want to talk about the players not showing up or whatever for sure. They had a whole bunch of turnovers and all that type of stuff, but like the the coaching staff, man. Man, the injuries man. did play a role though. Like Linus Olmark was one thing. Uh, Patrice Bergeron's played with a herniated disc. Uh, David Krejci mm. was hurt, was, was in and out too. Like there were definitely injuries that plagued the Boston Bruins. And they were still up 3 1 in that series. Sam, go, go on, Sam. They messed go up. On. Go on, Sam. Go on, go on, Sam. Go on, go on. I've just never been happier. Like, I, didn't, <laughs> I know this is really bad. <laughs> <laughs> like, the next day when the abs went down, Georgia texted me and was like, no, that was, was that the same day? That was the same day. It's the same. It was within <laughs> hours. Within hours. <laughs> Later that evening. Later that evening. Yes. Georgia texted me when the abs went down to nothing and was like, Sam, are you okay? And I was literally just like, I just like, I know this is bad and don't get mad at me, abs fans, but I was literally just like, I don't even care. Like they could get eliminated. <laughs> and I just like, I couldn't be happier. Nothing, nothing can bring me down from the high of watching the Boston Bruins have a historic season with this ancient core from 2011, <laughs> have a 3-1 lead and lose in game seven to a team that was 43 points behind them in the standings. Bro. Who only made the playoffs because Pittsburgh fumbled the bag. It just oh! made me so happy. I know people like Patrice Bergeron, whatever. Watching him and Brad Marchand cry together, it's my personal Stanley Cup. I have... Damn! 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 I felt bad! I felt bad for Patrice then. ESPN's 30 for 30 riot documentary, and then I'm going to go watch the last five minutes of that Florida game again. That's that's my plan for whenever I watch that And I'm going to feel really good about it. Oh, man. Yo, this, this, so, this is a level of hatred. That's so Vancouver, though. People are saying, you know, oh, Patrice Bergeron might retire. And Vancouver people, ah, ha, 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 you suck. <laughs> so Vancouver. There's no one I'm happier for than uh, special advisor to the GM, Roberto Luongo. Of the oh, Florida yeah. Panthers. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Right. It's true. <laughs> oh. oh, wow. <laughs> I completely forgot he works for the Panthers. Yo. Mm-hmm. You know what I just Ooh, thought about, too? Yeah. I'm pretty sure there were a bunch of Bruins fans who, you know, probably look at the playoffs this year, look at how good their team was going to be, probably thought the Leafs were going to lose in the first round. And I don't know when the exact anniversary of, of the Leafs collapse from 2013 was, but May it's 10th. like we're a couple of days from that. May 10th? May 10th. Yeah. So, like, there's a reality where, like, Bruce is like, oh, remember when that happened? That's when all the misery happened. They can't even celebrate that. Like, that day is like, mm-hmm. like someone's going to bring that up. And it's like, yeah, uh, remember, mm-hmm. like, about a week ago when you guys did even worse? <laughs> and that, you see, what we're seeing now, is we're seeing a, a change in the flow of hockey Twitter because not only did the Leafs remove some of their demons, the Boston Bruins now have one. We actually, a lot of, a lot of hockey fans now have a, a comeback. Yeah. And it's, and, and, it, and it sucks because sometimes if you if you cheer for a team like 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 the Leafs or or a team like for you know Colorado for example you know Colorado they they lost to Seattle, but they didn't blow a three one series lead after having a historic season. The you know Florida. What I mean? So f- actually, you know, I, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna cool. I'm not gonna rip on Florida too much because you know I want success as well. But it's just it, it's so it, it's so weird how things the Skittles Twitter account dunking on dunking on them too. <laughs> I couldn't like, believe it. 
I couldn't believe like, it. I, like something I forget who I was with. Wild. Someone was saying, is it possible they were talking about an NBA team like you know the Milwaukee Bucks like messed up their series? Like, no, this is nah. this is pretty clearly about Boston. Yep. Skittles so, so of all things, so of all good. entities. They were like, hey man, look, we're just skills, but at least we're, we didn't blow a 3-1 series lead. Like, come on, you let a candy company mm-hmm. dunk on you. Mm-hmm. Also, like the takes coming from Boston fans. Oh. Like the mayor needs to shut down the city. <laughs> See, I read somewhere. No I read somewhere that that was like, I was that a joke or was that serious? I, I, I read real. I think it was, I think it was sarcasm. Okay I, okay, I read that. So, like, but if it was, but there are some, there are people, man, man, and I don't know, maybe just maybe that was like really bad. Oh, I gotta I find it. it. Yeah, because like maybe it just speaks to like how like I don't know how winning it is in boston and like to be fair i don't think this guy was a don't think this guy was a boston fan but the hot take was like if the best regular season team can't advance out of the first round series by winning three of the first four games perhaps the series is just too long oh yeah that guy what's his name he he got quote tweeted to death they they was beating his ass in the qts (laughs) wait they were they were it was such a ridiculous thing to tweet you know what's funny though how people talk about you know all boston a city of winning I remember growing, as a kid growing up, I remember when Boston didn't win nothing. I remember mm-hmm. when the Bruins were garbage, or Golden Celtics were, were trash. Mm-hmm. I remember when the Patriots sucked and the Red Sox sucked. It's funny because it wasn't long ago when Boston was bad for a long time in all sports. Yeah. <laughs> and the Bruins have not, like, the Bruins had, like, one, one season, I think, in the last, like, decade maybe, where they missed the playoffs and they got right, right back on it. And a lot of teams were trying to mimic that, that whole rebuild on the fly thing. They were trying to mimic it, and this was their last dance. You know, Pasternak is getting his money. Bergeron's yeah. going to retire. Mm-hmm. Krejci might retire. I don't know. Well, Bergeron Again, might retire. He hasn't officially said he will. It but, sure yeah. looked like he would. It yeah. looked like it. Yeah. I would have yeah, 100% watched a Netflix Weber. series about this. Oh. oh. Do you think? Do you think? <laughs> do you think in the locker room at overtime? The coach was just like, that was the time. <laughs> no, don't do that. <laughs> well, yes, this is where we're at. Know? We're able to use we're able yes. to use leaf, we're able to use leaf strokes of the Bruins. Love, like this is I love we're this in a new timeline. era. I love do you know this what the best this part about this is? So mm. What is mm. what things can't possibly even get worse for the Canucks? I can just like full like I'm not jinxing myself. I can just fully relish. In the Bruins choking. <laughs> I don't have to worry about it. Yeah. I can just fully enjoy myself. Mm-hmm. Man. It's it's so it's so nice finally having something something on Boston. It's it's so nice. And two and things people who were saying okay. like, they were like, oh, 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 you know, oh, oh yeah, you you on your round and night and now you feel like you won the Stanley Cup. You bet your damn straight ass. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I won my first Stanley Cup for the victory. And I won my second Stanley Cup watching that collapse. That was a I I have two rings. I have two. Whoa, whoa, whoa. And I'm whoa, playing whoa. with house you, you money. Have two now. Rings. Yes, it's I have two down. rings. I have two rings. Metaphorically, I I have two rings. I, I am I am house money, man. Like because oh my it, it's it's crazy. The Boston, Col- Colorado, and Tampa are out, and the Leafs yeah, are not. <laughs> I mean, if we're, gonna, like- if we're gonna if we're gonna go that far, I mean, look look at the teams that are avail- that are still around in the second round of the playoffs: mm. Florida, Toronto, New Jersey, Carolina, Seattle, mm. Dallas, Edmonton, Vegas. The most recent Cup winner of all of those teams is Carolina from 2006. Whoever wins the Cup this year, it's gonna be the first time in a long time. We might even get someone completely new in all of this. And you're right, Boston's gone, Colorado's gone, Tampa is gone. Teams that we thought would be the teams to look at in this postseason now, like the powers, so to speak, in the National Hockey League, they are yeah. gone. This has been the most entertaining first round in a long time, man. Like I also learned a, a very important part. lesson, which is that I can derive as much joy from watching a team I hate lose as I can from watching a team I love win. <laughs> I, you know yeah. what's funny? I thought Possibly this episode was... I thought this episode was going to be all about Obar just showing all of his happiness. This is Sam's petty. This is the most pettiest I've ever seen. (laughs) This is incredible. This is amazing. I'm happier than when the Avs won the cup last year. Yes. Objectively so, yes. I believe that for sure. You know what would have been funnier? If Florida won in a sweep. 
Oh, man. I don't know. Man. There's don't, something. Yeah. There's something about the collapse that yeah. is just delightful. Because they were yeah. just there. there's something about the extra pain of losing in seven. Yeah. What? Well, yeah. Well, that's one Gotta lesson. Say. And also the 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 second lesson that's probably the most important lesson. The president's trophy does, does not, not matter. matter. It doesn't matter. It does at all. not matter. Get in as eighth, sixth fifth whatever especially with this format it does not matter matthew kachuk recently said like let's oh, have a conversation about that he's like he's just like oh like it's like paraphrasing he's like oh it's it's, it's kind of funny how we just beat the best team and best team in, in the league and now as a reward for that we have to face one of the other better better teams in the league so it's like there's no there's no benefit man there's no, yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah. You get, you get your, you have trophy. to be you're careful about one. how you're saying that you have to be careful how you're saying that because I see what Sam is looking like right now. And there are a bunch of people in Vancouver and other markets around the league who are like, see, see, like, get in the playoffs and anything way, can happen. And that doesn't always work. When you put it in the way where it's like, it doesn't matter. You can get in. You're getting very close to the, anything can happen mentality of mm. The Habs from a few years ago, and the yeah, Canucks the Mark. I was about to say that was the Mark Bergevin. Yeah, just just get in. Like, I agree that like winning it doesn't matter, but for me, it just it re, it like highlights the fact that you can be the best team on paper. You can have a really deep team. You can do everything right, and yeah, anything can happen in the sense that with a little bit of luck, the best teams go out. You have like a I I can't remember where I read this out. I've said it before. You get you have like a twenty two percent chance of winning the cup if you are the number one team or something like that should be higher it should be There's like not at the things. 16 but like from day yeah. one going in and it's like well what you should be doing is putting yourself in that position like you want to be the best team on paper with the That's best true. chance rather than squeaking in like yeah you yeah. You, you can upset them but like yeah, let's also not pretend yeah. like florida wasn't the best team last year it's not like like, That's a good they... point too. That's a good point too. And they acquired a top five. They maybe not a top five, a top ten player in the off. That was the biggest change they made. They yeah. they sucks. got rid of, of they got it, rid of Hubert and Weaker, and they yeah. got in Matthew Kachuk. It really who made sucks. a massive difference. And a it head coach. It really sucks, McDavid's having the season he's having because like, like Kachuk should get the heart, man. Like he yeah. he he he's been carrying that team. He put that team on his freaking back. Said, he's on my heart ballot for the record. He's honestly, on my heart trophy ballot. Oh my gosh. Well, what a, what a year from him. Yep. Dude had a better year than he did last year. I've been saying on so many other platforms, this is the spring we learn or not learn, but everyone realizes that Matthew Kachuk is an ultimate game breaker. And I think he was showing signs of that last season. This is the year people recognize Matthew Kachuk for the game breaker that he is. Yeah. And he's a top 10 player and he's knocking on the door of the top five. He's knocking on that door. He's like, I think, I think we could all agree. McKinnon, McDavid, McCarr, Matthews, Dreisaitl. I think we could all agree on that as a top five. Am I wrong? The fair Am list. Am I right? Yeah. I'm pretty right. sure. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. You can think of how many players are ahead of Matthew Kachuk in order for him to reach that top five. Yeah. I don't think that list is that long. You can, you can say guys like Jason Robertson, if you want to throw in Sidney Crosby there, I get it. He's still a very good player at his age, and we should not disrespect him. I do not think that list is long for Matthew Kachuk in order to jump over people to become a top five player. And if one of those players in that top five falls off, I maybe this is a blasphemous take to say, if the Leafs lose that first round, I think Matthews is that guy to fall off. And Matthew Kachuk takes his place. Yeah. It might, might be. You know yeah. that. Every time we talk about Matthew Kachuk, watching him in this Florida series, all I think about is how he was like, yeah, I knew the Canucks weren't interested in taking me at five. <laughs> uh, where's Ole Uliyevi now? Right. <laughs> we're actually, we're actually, like, does he even have, like, an initial contract? Hmm. Is he in Abbotsford? I don't know. I don't remember. Where is he right now? Oli Yulievi is the last time I under... saw him. The last time I saw him was when he was passed out in training camp. He's yeah, <laughs> that's true. He's in the he's in the Anaheim Ducks organization. He's with the San Diego Gulls. Oh wow! Really? Okay. He's, I... in, the, he's in the AHL. Huh. All right. Well, good good for him. 
Good for, for him. Yeah, he's still playing yeah. somewhere. Yeah, he can still make something of himself. Yeah, for sure. You know, because hey, defensemen are taking hits. You know, maybe maybe in like a couple of years he could end up being in in the high ranks of the league. Adam Fox took some hits. Look what Andre Pallott did. Oh, oh, gosh. oh that was oh man, I watched that oh, and I was like, you ever you ever watch a play happen? And you progressively like stand up. Like, I was just watching and it was like, oh, oh my, my god. god, oh my god, oh my god. And then like the goal went in, and I was like, that's a tough, that's a tough re- replay. Like they showed that, and I was like, oh Adam, oh Adam, and then oh, it all man. went downhill from there. Ugh, the Rangers letting me down, letting me down. I picked the Rangers. I was pretty high on the Rangers did, this did, year. Did they? Did they? Did the Rangers let you down, or did you just disrespect New Jersey? I said it. Disrespect. Probably a bit of both, yeah. I think I did re- disrespect the New Jersey yeah. Devils because I don't know I don't how you have devil a- business, unlike you. <laughs> I just I don't know how you have a team that makes so many trades offensively at the deadline and they got shut out in Game Seven. I don't know how that's possible. I don't know who I don't know who needs to take a take a take a swing for that, but like that was wild. Like no one, like holy man. They made this twenty-two-year-old. They're making Martin Brodeur comparisons on the broadcast. I was like, "This is." I was like, "Come on, man! Holy!" So I don't know know what's next. You know whose reputation takes the biggest hit from that series? Gerard Gallant. I was about to say, Mm. biggest hit in that series. I I did it. I did a radio hit just before we started, and I was like, obviously in Calgary, like there's a vacancy with the head coach. There's vacancy at GM, and I just all I did was suggest, you know, hey. Maybe they look at Gerard Gallant because of that of that rapport with Huberto. And the host I was talking to was like, no, was just yelling out like, no, don't do it. Like Gerard Gallant did not adapt at all to what was going on. They had a 2-0 series lead. They did not adapt to the New Jersey Devils. They got like one more win after that. That was it. Yeah. Sorry, Turk, man, but your your rep taking is taking a hit after that series. Man. It's so funny too. All the hoopla, you know. Oh, they brought in Patrick Kane. They're gonna do A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Nope. Nah, go sit down. Vladimir Tarasenko, too. <laughs> yeah, Panarin was Man. quiet. The Banajad didn't score until, like, what, game six? Jeez. Did like Artemi Panarin score? I don't think he did. Man. Or it felt like he didn't. The only person who showed up is Chris Kreider. That so, third line that was being hyped up, the kid line. The kid line. Yo, how does Alexis Lafreniere get zero goals and zero points in seven games? Dude was 007. <laughs> how 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 you having cardio runs in the playoffs with seven games bro he went full tony snell you know the, oh, that's, <laughs> that's such a good line that needs to be on a shirt that whole the dude was 007 that's hilarious was. that's so good yeah i mean man this guy's i don't, a, I, don't I, know, I think man. he has to move on to another organization man it's not working in new york it's not working. Or the maybe... number one overall bust. Like this, this he's a bust now. Is he a bust? Can still be reclaimed. He is. Is he a bust though? I don't. I know, think he man. is. He I don't. Is. But, yes, see, he here, is. But here's the thing, though. Here's the thing, Julian, is that we just talked about, you know, the the coach and the coach and and Alexi haven't had the the best rapport, you know, based off of you know usage and such. So I don't know. Maybe Bruce. There he goes. Okay, but like. My, uh, I understand uh, that not uh, every number one overall pick can be a generational player. Not every number one overall pick can be Connor McDavid. But at the very least, the very first pick you should be making, that should not be a mistake. That should be a guy who should be part of your franchise, a franchise player for years to come. Someone just, you could at least build around. Can he we is slowly not zoom that. in on Avery for this? Julian, keep keep on going. And just, can you, just, just, just keep Julian, keep talking about the importance of a first overall pick and how it shouldn't shouldn't mess up. And then can we just have the camera just like slowly zoom in on Avery and then hold up 2012? Okay, keep, 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 going, keep going, keep going, keep going. Uh, I hope Neil Yakupov's okay. No, but I in all seriousness with Alexi Lafreniere, like he's a player who just I mean, COVID did not work in his favor, and, and maybe he might have yeah. been, you know just playing too young and maybe just need a bit more time to, to get there. I don't think there's any shame in, in taking a time with your prospect to get them to that point where they can be that dominant player. But I, I don't know for, for his sake, if his future will, will see him success succeed even more in, in that organization. He might need to go somewhere else to kind of get that jump, but maybe that also hurts him too. I don't know, but I think it's more than fair to label him as a bust. He's not 
Like, look at everyone else who was picked after him in that draft class from 2020. Like, look at all the pieces. And again, it's it's very mm. early. There's still a lot of time for him to, to, to jump up and be a serviceable NHL player. And maybe Bust is yeah. way too soon. If he's still a serviceable NHL player, that's still a good career. But not number one overall. Absolutely not. Yeah. He's not. I don't know, man. I feel like, okay, so he's an RFA. I just checked. He's an RFA at the end of the season. Yes. I don't know. Maybe you give him like a two-year bridge because I think you need, I think you really need to like evaluate. Maybe like you sit down with like amongst the organization, you sit down with the player and you try to figure out, okay, like this is where we've gotten so far. Maybe, you know, at, at this point in your career, these are the aspirations we had for you, but obviously there's a disconnect. They need to figure out what that disconnect is, right? Because again, you don't want to be the team that trades a first overall pick and then the first overall pick becomes the player you were hoping you'd become on that team. And then just the entire, you spend your entire career just like watching him light other, light other teams up. Right. So I, I, I think like, again, entry-level contract, entry-level deal. I, I still think it's too soon to move him. I think maybe you give him like a two-year bridge and then see, maybe try, try him higher up in the lineup. Maybe, maybe the coach isn't a fit. We've seen that so many times. Maybe the, maybe the coach isn't a fit, sure. honestly, like, like I, I think I, I think that's probably the avenue they may they may, may want to look at before 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 you know just like moving on from the player because again like he's he was part of the issue for sure but like again you get shut out you get shut out in game seven like I had Rick Rick uh, Rick Boness's like voice in my head watching because like yeah like there's no freaking pushback like New Jersey was the better team through in and throughout. Shesterkin was on his own, man. They gave him not even a single flipping goal. They could even give him a pity goal at the end when they, when they pulled the goalie, nothing. That's, that's the issue. Like, yeah, we're focusing on the third line. What about the top two lines? What about the players that you gave up assets for? What about the player who said, I only want to go to this team. Where where was that? Where, where was he? So like there's so, there are so many other things that that you need to, that you need to think of, but for the Rangers, that, that that's a hit because, you know, I think at the beginning of the season they gave him. I want to say like I'm pretty sure you had um, the Rangers in um in the Stanley Cup final, no? And that I and thought that's, I, that, I, it might have been me because I was very high yeah. on the Rangers this year because and yeah, of what they and that, did that last was not year. a ridiculous take whatsoever. No, I don't and think it out. was. And they're out. But so but, you, but yeah, Omar, gotta, but Omar, I got I got to push back on your pushback point. Jacob Truba mm-hmm. laid out Timo Meyer. They did show some pushback, right? <laughs> What a dumb hit. We got to talk, talk about like, the rule book, man. Yo, here's the thing. I understand by the letter of the law, it is clean. It's a clean hit. I understand it's written in the rule book. It was dealt with correctly on the ice. I don't like seeing hits like this. I don't like seeing a player trying to make this hit when he could be making a play on the puck. I understand Timo Meyer's head should be up high. And in situations like that, you cannot afford to not know, not have a sense of direction on the ice and have your wits about you. You need to have that happen. Mm-hmm. But you know where Timo Meyer is looking on that replay? You go on, go on the freeze frames. Go look at that play again. You know where his head is going towards? The puck. You know where you're supposed to create offense, where you're supposed to go. People are like, oh, you got to keep your head up. He's trying to go where the puck is going. It, and, and Jacob Truba, is he trying to make a play on the puck? No, he's not. He's not. So the idea, like, look, I get to the letter of the law, it's clean. But the idea that people are defending that type of stuff and say, hey, man, that's just what it is, man. You know, he should just really just keep his head up. And and that's just how it should be, man. You know, uh, are you kidding me? This shouldn't happen. This is the type of stuff that should be gone from the game. Like, like, why why is this something that should be there? Let me comment. It's an unserious leak. Like, you know that. The fact that that's considered a legal hit, not serious. The fact that, Jordan Everle can break Andrew Cogliano's neck and he comes back and plays and then Come we find on. he broke his neck and there's no suspension. Unserious. <laughs> this league doesn't care about player safety. Like they couldn't they make don't. it obvious. It's a and, joke. And people talk about, oh, you know, that's hockey. Uh, if you actually watch some hockey out in your NHL sphere, you would know. In Europe, that's an ejection every single time because European leagues have, and the WHF have a zero tolerance for any head contact either intentional or not, either a guy looking down. The WHM has said, head contact, doesn't matter how it is, you're ejected, you're gone. A zero tolerance. So no, it's not that hockey. You're NHL pilled by what you think is a legal play in hockey. And you know what, granted, I admit, 10, 15 years ago, we all would have been, oh, what a hit. 
What a play. But Truman's hit wasn't a play to separate a player from the puck. That was a nope. hit. No. At, that was not a play. Different. Like, he had a, he had a hit on Kadri early this year, which was a hit to, you know, get him from the, from the puck. That was a good hit. This hit on Truba, I'm sorry, on uh, Meyer, that was a dangerous, reckless hit. And don't, get, and don't tell you this BS about, you know, oh, clean hit to the head. No hit to the head should be deemed clean, period, in, in NHL. None. Zero. It's an oxymoron. No, and anyone yeah. who's like, well, if you take that out of the game, I'm not watching it. Like, you're okay. you're a dirty Bye. liar, okay? You're a dirty liar. I guarantee yes. you people who say that watch the World Juniors every year. And if you're telling me that you wouldn't have wanted to watch more of Paul Korea before that hit changed his entire career, you're lying. Like, nobody mm-hmm. is going out there thinking, I'd rather see that one hit that one time than 10 more years of, like, priming Paul Korea. Yeah, and that's the thing too is that we spend so many times talking about like the legacy of players and like oh if only if only they were healthy or if only like this happened or that happened Eric we could have got more, more we could have got like more years with them. It's like yeah because like they're skating around thinking these hits are okay because based off the rules it is but that's a problem that's what needs to be changed. Alan Walsh has been a huge champion of whether it's accidental or on purpose. Avery, you mentioned it. It should be they, there needs to be something for it. Like, if you want to keep the players safe for, for freaking sake, like, the, the, like, oh my God, I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. I don't understand it. It, it it's just, it's, it's an oxymoron. As Julie mentioned, it's, it does, it does, it, it literally, there's, there's no time and effort for it. As Sam mentioned, it's just like, like, it's so frustrating that the joke of like the spinning wheel for player safety is actually a spinning wheel. If you go, go through the go through the NHL, uh, you know, a player safety Twitter account and see all of the things that have that gotten um, disciplinary action, and then ask yourself, oh wow, there's only been five things. No. <laughs> Again, Cogliano has a broken freaking neck, man, and Sam Lafferty's high stick cross check got, got more for that. It it makes no the, the league is not safe. Four players change my mind. You cannot. And you know what it is? Oh, you go know ahead, what? It's not you just finish. Sorry. It, when I say this league, it's not just the league. The PA does an absolute trash job of protecting the players. It's the worst union in professional sports. Like, bar none. Like, oh, my God. And, like, I, yeah. sorry, to be clear, they're terrible at the player protection part of the job. They apparently what their primary purpose is, is getting the money. And they don't even really get them paid compared to the other big leagues. So what does the PA do? That's a whole other podcast in itself. If we're going to talk about uh, the the amount of money or lack thereof NHL players. Yeah. All I just want to say is that hockey is a purely physical game. And I don't think we're at a point where that part of the game needs to be taken out. And I, I don't think that's under siege when we say that we don't want hits to the head, like just because I say that the Jacob Truva hit is bad. doesn't mean I don't want to see any type of physical contact. doesn't mean any of us don't want to see any of that. It is a part of the game and there's ways mm-hmm. of going about it that are more sensible than whatever the hell Jacob Truva did. But Hey, you know, the Rangers showed some kind of pushback in their four, nothing loss to the New Jersey devils. Mm-hmm. Happy trails, New York Rangers. Mm-hmm. You can uh, go sit around with uh, the Boston Bruins too and uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning and all these other big teams that I thought were going to make the second round of the playoffs, uh, but they did not. Anyway, um, I guess we should go through everyone's predictions for the first round so I could further embarrass myself, right? (laughs) Okay, yeah. So we'll start. So Edmonton and LA, the Oilers ended up taking that in six. Avery got both team and number right. Julian, you got the the team, did not the number, and both Sam and I are our hope of the Kings and seven uh, did not take place. Uh, Minnesota and Dallas, uh, Avery, myself, and Sam, we all called Dallas in six. Julian, you said Dallas in seven. It's only one game off, but still fine. Carolina and New York, uh, me, Julian, and Avery, you all had Carolina. Uh, myself and Julian had it in, in seven games. Sam got it incorrect with the Islanders in seven. But there was a there was a time where I was like, that game, they scored five goals. I was like, huh. <laughs> I don't oh, know. 
Uh, Florida versus nice Boston, we all got right. that wrong. Yeah, Florida yes, versus Boston, we all got that wrong. <laughs> uh, Avery, uh, Avery was the only one who got uh, the abs in Seattle, with Seattle in seven. Uh, Winnipeg and Vegas. Julian? Got that one wrong. Leave me alone, so, okay? I stand by. They I didn't show any what pushback. I, I stand mad by as well, what just I like said. You must be mad. You must. Anyway, so uh, we all got that uh, correct with Vegas, just in different uh, different number of games. New Jersey and New York. Me and Sam got New Jersey in seven. Uh, <laughs> Julian and Avery had uh, no. Julian had the Rangers. Avery had the Devils in six. Just one get one off. And then for Toronto and Tampa, we all got it correct with Toronto. Uh, myself, Julian, and Sam had Toronto in six. Avery had Toronto in seven. So I had Toronto right. Fun. I thought I picked the Lightning in that series. Oh well, you know what? Well, looks like uh, you're a Leafs fan that day. Who knows? Or maybe I just. <laughs> or, maybe I, <laughs> or maybe I'm wrong. I just wrote it wrong. <laughs> oh man. Okay. Um, all right. So so we should probably look at uh, the other series too. Uh, Toronto, Florida, New Jersey, Carolina, Edmonton, Vegas, Seattle, Dallas. Those are the four series uh, for the second round of the playoffs. Uh, do we want to start with Toronto, Florida? Do we want to leave that at the end? Do we want to leave the Toronto at the end, or do we want to start with that? Let's start. Okay. Um, Toronto versus Florida. Uh, Avery, give me your prediction for that series. Uh, you know, Florida's a team you uh, we've seen again, time and time again, you can't underrate now and what they did against the Boston Bruins, what Magic Kachuk can do, what they've had going on now in goaltending with um, Bobrovsky and Alex Lyon. But I, I do think Toronto has enough to get past the Panthers. So I am going to go Toronto in six in that series. Okay, Sam. I believe that I said weeks ago that the Leafs would get out of the first round. Mm. And halfway through that series, I said, this looks like a different team. And I stand by that. There's like, I mean, it's not perfect, but there's definitely a level of pushback that they didn't have before. And I'm going to say i'm going to say leafs i'm going to say leafs in seven okay uh omar big surprise on who you're picking no not at all i said it in the mentions uh i think the Leafs can can uh, continue to push through i don't think it's going to be easy and i think if they and i think if they underestimate florida then they'll find themselves in the same the same um window that um that boston found themselves in but i think they know that and i think i think it works that it's not Boston they're going against. I think that would have been a second mental hurdle where it's just like, okay, we just got out of the first round. And like, oh, and now we have to be Boston and going through all, all that and all the comparisons and all the hype videos and all the 10 year anniversary. Um, but I think the fact that it is Florida where there are a lot of similarities, but I think the Leafs are the better defensive team, but they just need to be careful because Florida has a lot of weapons. Again, Brandon Montour, man, snapped and get snapped round one. I think he had like five goals. So they just need to be careful. They need to limit their mistakes. And they they need to get on Sergei Bobrovsky quick. And they can't let him, they can't let him uh, let him let him settle in. But I'm I'm the uh, Leafs in six as well. We didn't talk about how Florida's trying to prevent Leafs fans from buying tickets. Oh, we didn't talk about that at all. I think that's <laughs> such a ridiculous thing to do. How it's like, I mean it's it's, it's ridiculous because it's not gonna work. Yeah. It's not gonna work. It's, it's not gonna work. Like that's no. why it's stupid. Like there like, are resident U.S. residents who are lease fans. Like, like they, <laughs> they're already gonna buy. They've already bought tickets, probably. Oh it's my so gosh! Dumb. I can't wait. I, I can't wait until they pan to the crowd in Game Three, and you just see so many blue and white jerseys, and they're like, "Oh, that's unfortunate." Yes, let's play. Like, oh my gosh! Like, geez, I, I get it. I understand why. It's like, yeah, it's a big fan base. They want to try to get as many like Plant Panthers fans in there as possible, but it ain't gonna work. I'm sorry. So you know, um, use something else to try to rally up the rally up the team because uh, the arena is not gonna be as full of Panthers fans as you think it is, unless they like actually like ban people. But who knows? I really want to believe in the, in Matthew Kachuk and and what he's got going on. I really want to believe in in him and what he's been doing for the Florida Panthers to put them in the position that they're in. Uh, Carter Verhage also having a good series. Sergey Bobrovsky's numbers are not great, but the 3-0 looks really good on him. Mm-hmm. Ugh, I really want to believe in the Florida Panthers, and I really want Say to it. see them succeed. Say it out loud. But the Leafs are going to win in six. Yes. 
Yes. That was a twilight. The Leafs are just good, man. They have the right. <laughs> Here's the thing. They weren't even the better team at times in that first round series against Tampa. Mm-hmm. They still have their best games to play mm-hmm. in, in this series against Florida. And some of those Florida Panthers games, I get the fans are there. They're very dedicated, or at least more dedicated than we've seen in years past from Panthers fans. Some of those uh, Panthers games might be home games for the Leafs. Leafs and six. Oh, that being said, you know, the home games for the Leafs doesn't don't always work out well. So maybe it's not the greatest, you know, point. But at the same time, Leafs and six. Okay, let's go to New Jersey and Carolina. Um, I'll just start with this one here. I think Carolina is still very slept on as a team. I think the defensive play, uh, I understand they have some injuries. they're, They're a really good team. But there's something about this Devils team now that may change my mind. I I just, they might have everything right. Just the speed, the experience, guys like Andre Palat stepping up. And every year there is a goaltender that steps up that no one sees coming. I thought it was going to be Alex Lyon in this Panthers series. The Panthers still won, but it might be Akira Schmidt. Akira Schmidt might be this year's Jake Ottinger. He's been stellar to start off this postseason. He saved the Devils from uncertain doom. I'm going to pick the Devils to win in seven. How about uh, Omar? Um, the Devils, when, when are they, when are, they're at their best when they're allowed to make use of their speed and skill. And the mm-hmm. Rangers recognized that earlier on in the series, right? There are some games where like the Devils had nothing going and they slowed them down. But the the but where they messed up was that they allowed they allowed the Devils to kind of get that speed back, and with that speed, their skill can come out, and with that skill, that confidence, and then they have the goaltending to back it up. But Carolina's structure, I think, can and will slow them down. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to be perfect, but I do I do think that there are going to be a lot of those annoying one nothing two one games, which the Devils are going to hate but the Hurricanes are going to love. So with that, I'm going to say uh, Hurricanes in six. Okay. Sam, your pick. I'm going to say, I find this one really hard. Yeah, it is. It's a really tough series. Like, because I think I have a tendency to underestimate the Devils and a tendency to overestimate the Canes. But I still think even if I took that into account, I think the Canes are the clearly better team. For me, it's goaltending with the Hurricanes because they can play defensively really well. But like if the Devils get good chances on, I like their goaltending better than the Canes right now. Who's the goalie in Carolina right now? Didn't Freddie Anderson get a game? It's Ranta, right? It was Ranta before? I don't know right now. Oh, okay. You know I, what? Like I forget. I like it, it just, just like that. Ranta started the series. I forget if Anderson got it, but like that's a question mark for for the Carolina Hurricanes right now. Oh, maybe it wasn't Anderson. Mm, can I change my answer to Carolina? Oh my God, you're changing your answer because of Freddie Anderson? Yes. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. What's your What's your next question? What the heck kind of question is that? <laughs> what? Yes. Uh, I'm changing it. To Carolina in seven. Wow. Yeah, I'm not even kidding. I'm kidding. I we have seen it way too many times, man. Wow. Frederick Anderson is a good goalie, but he lets in cheesers, man. And again, you get Jack Hughes flying. Yeah, yeah. Carolina in seven. Sorry. Change Sorry. Back. Wait. So wait. So so you're still staying with Carolina, but in seven. Oh, in seven. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. So yeah. I have New Jersey. You have Carolina. Sam, did you say who you're, you're picking? Sorry. I didn't. But I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say Canes and six. Okay, uh, Avery, your pick. Uh, yeah, I would say this is easily the hardest series to prognosticate. But I am going to. But you go... using big words. Yes, sir. You know mm. that. But I'm going <laughs> to dictionary. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I think Carolina is in one of the best uh, defensive teams in the league. But for me, it, it's so tough to go against Akira Schmidt what he's done. Being, you know, the new age Mark Tambor, they're lifting them past the Ranger. You still have that young core. Like, you still have Jack Hughes and watching the Devils be, you, watching the team evolve from being that old, boring team to being a fun, high-powered offense. I like watching that. But it's going to be tough for them to crack through in Carolina. But I do believe in New Jersey. 
So mm. I'm going to go Devils in seven. Okay, so we have two for the Devils, yep. two for the Carolina Hurricanes. How about we go to Seattle, Dallas, and we'll leave um, Edmonton, Vegas for the very end. Uh, the Kraken, I got to say, the balanced team getting those first goals in the series against Colorado. Say what you want. They're not the same team, but that's still a team with some really big pieces in Makar, Ranton, and, uh, and of course, Nathan McKinnon that they got through. And I think, I think the Kraken deserve a lot of credit. They're going to go up against a Dallas Stars team that has – some really good pieces of their own. Jason Robertson's been able to perform a bit. Jake Ottinger is a really good goalie. Rupe Hints, like we, we've got a lot of great playoff performers. Rupe Hints deserves a lot of credit for what yeah. he's been able to do in Dallas as well. Uh, Philip Grubauer and 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 the goaltending has really stood out for the Kraken. This is tough for me because I don't know if I want to go against the magic of the Kraken. The Dallas Stars, man, they look really good. This could be a time when they make that run. I'm going to say Dallas Stars in six. Uh, I'm going to go to uh, Avery and then we'll get Sam and then we'll get Omar last. Well, the crystal ball. Oh my Lord. I'm looking at what it sees. And yes, the stars are a strong team with Ottinger, Robertson, Rupe Hintz playing well. But again, the Seattle Kraken have shown tremendous pushback. They scored first in multiple games. They're not afraid of the big dogs. And what do I see in the crystal ball? What was it telling me? <laughs> it's telling me Kraken in seven. Is that a Christmas <laughs> ornament? Of course it is. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> you didn't even deny it. Of course it is. Still. Of course it is. Still. It's like a little... Br- anyway, Sam, Actually, uh, your pick. Uh, I think that Seattle does have a lot of depth. Mm-hmm. But I think losing the can for the first two games is going to be hard. I think that Dallas has a deeper and more balanced team than the Avs had available to them this season. And I just think I'm waiting for Jason Robertson to just explode. Yeah, he hasn't had that yet. He's produced a a bit, but he hasn't had that yet. He looked a little nervous the first round. But I think like I'm I think that by the second round he'll have settled in a little more. And I just I think Dallas looks really good this year. They so do. I am going to say Dallas, Dallas and six. Dallas. I was stars. gonna say five, but I feel like that's probably aggressive. Omar, your pick. Uh with this, again, I'm kind of focusing on the, on the defensive aspect of it. And we've seen Dallas the Dallas Stars play. Um, you know, play a reserve style. But for me, I'm looking at the goaltenders. And the question is, can Grubauer hold up what he did in, in round one versus can Jake Ottinger hold up what he did in round one? Mm-hmm. So that makes me lean towards Dallas already. At the same time, I don't want to disrespect um, Seattle and what they did in round one. But at the same time, I think Dallas is more secure. They're more responsible. I think, you know, to Sam's point that they're not going to be taking on a team that is that has lost a lot of their weapons. Their weapons are there and they've been waiting and they're and not only not, not even all of them have had their best series. I'm gonna say Dallas at five. Ooh, five. Yeah. Yeah. I thought you didn't want to disrespect Seattle. Exactly. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, or let's get I to the final five, but I didn't have the guts. Yeah, I don't know, man. That's 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 interesting. Okay, all right. So, uh, Avery, you seem to be on an island with uh, the Seattle Kraken this time. It worked out for you in round one, it could work out for you in uh, round two. Uh, speaking of another round two series, a series you'll be covering very closely, Avery, uh, the Edmonton Oilers and the Vegas Golden Knights. I think this is going to be the most fun of all four of these series no in the idea. second round. We mean you have no idea, I have no idea. Yeah, it's hard. I have no it's idea. very hard. Yeah. Avery, <laughs> what are you looking at for this series? You're too, uh, you, you have some affinity with both of those teams. Uh, yeah, this is, I've joked before, this is the Avery Bowl. This is two teams that I've covered. <laughs> I, I have I published bylines covering both Oilers and the Golden Knights in my years of, of media. So it's funny to cover my first series with these two teams playing. But with Edmonton, one thing that's going to be a big thing in the playoffs is winning on the road. And in regular season, Edmonton is 3-0-1 in Vegas. 
sorry, sorry, in the season series, sorry, but they've won both their games this year in Vegas. They've had a good mm-hmm. record winning on the road in front of that wild T-Mobile Arena crowd. So they do really well historically in Vegas. And again, Edmonton is shown three times that they are not just McDavid and Dreisaitl. They've done contributions. They've gotten game-winning goals from Kyler Yamamoto, Clean Costin, big goals of postseason from Nick Bukestad, Derek Ryan. They've gotten great play on the back end from guys like Brett Kulak, Matias Ekholm. This is much more than just a two-man team. At the same time, though, Vegas has Mark Stone coming back. They still have Chandler Stevenson playing well. And then Laurent Brassois, the ex-Oiler, has had a great run so far in Vegas. So this is going to be a fun series to watch. It's going to be way more offensive. They will not be any more that one-through-one garbage. Like they, that Vegas will not play one-through-one. That's not going to happen. It'll be an mm-hmm. up-tempo series, but I'm going to go Edmonton in six. Ooh, okay. Uh, Omar, your pick. Um, it's like... I think it really does come down to how the Oilers are going to run McDavid and Drysaitel, because um, later on in the series they loaded them up and put them on the, put them on the same line, um, and it was just unstoppable. Um, it's ah my gosh, but at the same time, like Vegas has been sitting, they've been waiting, you know, you know they they. They kind of they they got through they got through their first round series relative relatively with ease. Jack Eichel's in the second round now, and Jack Eichel's a player man that like, you know, kind of has a chip on his shoulder because for the longest time it's always been like, oh, he was he was always the afterthought in that 2015 mm-hmm. draft. Like, oh, oh my god, I went to I went to sleep dreaming of McDavid, but again, I guess we'll just settle settle on. On, um, What's on, Tim uh, Murray Michael. doing right now? I have I he's probably still internally screaming, um, <laughs> but <laughs> and I wonder if if Jack Eichel takes this opportunity to say, you know what, screw McDavid, this is my oh, time. I love that villain era Jack Eichel, and I think the team rallies around that. Oh, so yes. I'm gonna say, but I don't Let's- think I don't think it's gonna be close. I don't think it's gonna be Let like the hate uh, flow through you. It's gonna be close. So I'm gonna say Vegas and seven. Ooh, yes. yeah. I'm say Vegas and save seven. Yep. Sam, who's your pick? Vegas and six. Ooh. <laughs> it's why six? Uh no real reason. Just felt like taking a risk. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> Vegas is the place to take risks. I think probably seven is the most reasonable answer. I think not, notwithstanding that I predicted the Kings would win. I was surprised by how much trouble the Kings ended up giving them. And I think Vegas is a better team with a little more experience, a little more firepower. And Laurent Brassois is just looking really good. That's fair. That's fair. My biggest worry about that first, about that second round series, where is Connor McDavid's health? Like everyone was using the Zapruder film to look at him at that practice and people were dumping on Ryan Rashog and Edmonton journalists. Why are you releasing that video? How could you let everyone know that he's hurt? No. Oh my God. I can't believe someone did their job. <laughs> wow. Right. Wow. Come on. But in all seriousness, <sighs> Connor McDavid. I, the, one, I tr- the one concern for me, sorry to cut you off. The, the actual concern is, there is zero percent chance that Alex Petrangelo can keep up with Connor McDavid. <laughs> That's oh, my yeah. primary concern. I mean, like, how many people could? There, <laughs> but like the speed difference there is concerning. Yeah, and and not just the speed difference too, but like the defensive approach too, right? Like Vegas is a very good team and they're well balanced. I don't know if they're nest. They don't have like what LA had in terms of the defensive centers in in Anze Kopitar and Philip Deneau. Yeah. And even then, like the Oilers were still able to produce, right? Like if this is going to be I don't know. I always feel this way about the Edmonton Oilers. If you're a team going up against them and you feel you have the horses to run with them, they could run a little bit faster than you. And they're going to be able to get some production. And I'm counting on that production to get over the Vegas Golden Knights. So I'm going to say the Edmonton Oilers are going to win in seven games. And with that, we have run through all the series predictions. Yeah, there I is think, one. There, oh, go ahead, Omar. Yeah, I was just gonna say it's very like there. There are some similarities between this series and, and Carolina and New Jersey in that. 
for one team to really have success, they have to slow the other team down. So if Vegas yeah. can slow Edmonton down, then they'll be put, they'll put themselves in the best position to, to do so. But if they don't, and they just allow, if they still allow McDavid and Drysdale to do their thing, then it won't be, they won't be that close with the series. So I think I'm kind of banking on their ability to attempt at doing that, even though they don't have the, the personnel that, that the Kings did. So that's we'll true. Yeah, we'll see. All right. Eight. Okay. So we've gone through all the series predictions. I know we're running low on time. Avery, do you have a computer in front of you? I do. Yes. Okay. Here's something I just realized as we're recording, this is the fun. This might be the final episode we get to do before the draft lottery, which is next Monday. Oh. Everyone get to Tankathon right now. Oh, we're doing go. our own draft <laughs> lottery right now. Let's and go. We're all gonna let's s- go. Okay. Everyone pull it up. Don't, don't hit, don't hit, um, don't hit the sim lottery button yet. Let's, okay. let's all try to do it at Crazy. the same time. Okay. Can okay. I'll count us. Okay. Oh, wait, go ahead. I hate oh, this. I, yes. I hate this because um, <laughs> I've reconciled myself to the fact that the Canucks are out of the sweepstakes. Yes. But literally like watching the Leafs get out of the first round, watching the Bruins collapse. I am now like, oh shit, anything can happen. This is the year that all the curses are being broken. Oh my God. There's no way. There's no, There's way. no way. Yeah. There's no Everyone way. Everyone will break their curses except the Canucks. <laughs> okay if you have okay i believe we all have the page in front of us yeah on the count yeah. of three we hit sim lottery one two three oh okay. no <laughs> okay uh uh i'm gonna say mine first i'm gonna say mine first uh i'll yeah. just say what the number one overall pick is uh san jose uh jumps uh three spots to get the first overall pick of uh, vancouver stuck at 11 uh, for those wondering it's san jose anaheim columbus the top three avery who did you get uh i got number one overall pick san jose jumps up two philadelphia three anaheim oh boy sam uh who did you get i got anaheim columbus and then Buffalo jumps up 10 spots to third. <laughs> Holy. And the okay, Canucks Obo- drop a spot to 12th. <laughs> no! <laughs> oh, man. Okay, Omar, tell us. What'd you get? Arizona dropped, jumps five spots up. First overall. Hey! Columbus at two. And then Anaheim at three. It's likely scenario. Vancouver is still at 11. Oh, I'd, be, I'd be so upset. I thought I'm you were so upset sad. because like Montreal jumped up or something. Because I know you do not no, want to be that, that would be a high pitch. That would be a high pitched. No. See, there, there, there's a difference. <laughs> there's a difference. <laughs> there's a difference. <laughs> yeah, on this, Montreal dropped uh, one spot to the sixth hole. So. Yeah, Montreal's fifth in my alternate scenario. Arizona is sixth, and then Philly, and, and after that. Uh, but yeah, yeah. I, I this was something we tried to get done, and it only hit me as we we're doing this. Like, oh crap! Like, nah, nice I don't know. Catch. If it, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know <laughs> if it works for us to record next Monday when everyone gets the episode, <laughs> and we all know where Connor Bedard is going to end up. Uh, but yeah. Uh, yeah, thank you Tankathon for letting us. Uh, well, for your website, and and hey, we found a way to make that work. Uh, with yeah. respect to uh, Daryl Sutter. Uh, Rick Bonus, uh, Snoop Dogg, and uh, whatever Mitchell Miller joke I could make about the Boston Bruins, we're out of time. Uh, that's gonna <laughs> do it for this week's edition of uh, Zone Time. Thank you so much for uh, tuning in to our great little show. Uh, Omar, congratulations again. You get to see your team in the second round, uh, and look forward to more content uh, from in the mentions with much less sadness than what could have been projected. Seriously, I was uh, having a one, I was talking with uh, uh, Mac, who uh, runs our, our great show. And uh, he was really hoping for happy tears today, as opposed to sad tears. That, that would have been bad, man. Dude, Cold. we had so many. Dude, <sighs> dude, we were gonna. If, if Monday was Game Seven, I was putting up the the Zoom link in the group chat, and we were all just gonna live watch <laughs> together as a family. Regardless of what y'all was no, gonna please, do, please we believe we're, we're watching it. this all. <laughs> we're watching this oh family. That's what we was gonna do. That's what we're gonna do. Oh yeah, I would have needed the support for sure if they ended up. Uh, if they ended up watching, but if they, oh, if you, man, if, if that, if, if I live stream that game, my reaction afterwards, holy. oh man, we would have been in for oh, something crazy. Maybe if the Leafs make yeah. it to the conference final or something, we should do something. That'd be cool. <laughs> <laughs> 
I put, oh, I put my foot down on I put my foot down on the Stanley Cup final though, if they get there. I, no, I Stanley Cup Stanley Cup final. No, we're all if, going to Toronto. We're all watching it with you. True, but again, Leafs. This is the last thing we'll say. We'll end the episode here. If you make it to the Stanley Cup final, you have to win, because I will not survive if they don't. To be that, I don't. I don't know how teams do it. They get so close. I I wouldn't make it. I'd be like Captain America at the beginning of, of a Endgame. It has to work because I don't know what it will, we'll do if we if it doesn't. We're in the Endgame now. Subscribe to the podcast. See you all next week. <laughs>